Welcome to The Wild Photographer with Court Whalen. So it goes without saying, cameras have come a long way since the days of film. We now process everything on a digital sensor and we store it in a memory card in a very specific format. That brings us to today's discussion of what kind of format is right for you. The quintessential question, JPEG versus RAW. So there are two different formats out there. The default for most cameras is going to be JPEG. Um, I'm not going to go in the definition. I think it's like joint photographic experts group. I guess I just did. Um, I think that's what it stands for, but don't worry about that. JPEG, what it really is, is it's the default file type for any sort of storage, for any sort of viewing, for any sort of kind of, you know, final product, what you're sharing, what you're showing. JPEG is it. When we talk about RAW, RAW is more of the intermediate step. Now, it's a very robust, very important one, but let's talk about JPEG first. So essentially a JPEG is a compressed file that combines the pixels, the red, the green, the blue pixels into one. It processes it, it makes it a final format, it merges all the data together, it might even sharpen and add a little bit of color. It's a very viewable file. It's again, our default. It's what we post online. It's what we send via text message. It's a very good data preservation, but the key thing is that it's a finished product. If you wish to edit your photo as a JPEG, it's like saying you want to redo the final painting and just painting over stuff rather than actually changing the palette, changing the paintbrush while you're painting itself. It's very interesting. It's Maybe that's not the best metaphor, but the idea is that when you're trying to change the final product, you invariably get a worse image in the end. The editing just doesn't hold up as much. You're kind of overriding things. It's messy. It adds noise and grain, and ultimately you just can't edit and process as much as you may need to with things like exposure, with contrast, with saturation, and even more detailed stuff beyond just the surface level editing. The more advanced format, which fancier cameras use, is going to be RAW. Now, I actually don't think RAW stands for anything. If you're out there and you know of something, check me on that, leave a comment, email me. But truly, RAW is a RAW file. It is more of the, the nuts and bolts of the data itself. It's, it's raw, it's more raw data. It's more basic data. The basic gist is that it preserves more data, especially by keeping the raw ingredients of red, blue, and green pixels as separate data. That's the biggest thing that we can see at surface level is that it actually keeps those pixels separate. So when we do edit, you're actually editing the base level components rather than the final product. That's a huge, huge difference. And this is going to be one of my big takeaways is that if you plan on editing your photos at all, I'm going to recommend that raw photography or raw files are the best way to save your data. So I talked about that earlier analogy with maybe like trying to change a, a painting by just painting over the finished product. Whereas maybe, you know, the best way to do it's actually adjusting the brushes and the colors. Uh, there's another analogy I've actually been using for a lot longer. And imagine yourself as a music editor. You're in one of those big studios with, with a big keyboard and dials in front of you. And you have your recording and you're trying to process and edit and make the, the symphony sound as good as you possibly can. With a JPEG, you essentially have one dial. You you have one dial to change it all. You can increase the volume, you can decrease the volume. With RAW, it's like having a bunch of different mixers. You can change the volume of the brass, you can change the volume of the woodwind and the strings and the percussion and all that separately. Um, so what it really allows you to do 
is edit on a more basal level, which produces a better result in the end, but also gives you a heck of a lot more flexibility. Uh, you'll, you'll notice if you take a JPEG and start editing in Photoshop, and you take one of your sliders and go to the extremes. Go to the extreme left for underexposed, right to overexposed, et cetera, et cetera. And do the same thing with a raw file. And you're gonna find the raw file A allows you to do a lot more, and B, when you do more, the photo looks a lot better, simply put. So now you may be thinking, well, gosh, Court, you're really touting all the merits of raw. There must not be any downsides. We must all use this as it's clearly the best thing as you see. Um, not so fast. There are downsides. First of all, raw files are much, much bigger. Uh, really, as far as my experience goes, about 10 times bigger. So if your normal file size is four or five megabytes, start thinking about 40 to 50 megabytes in terms of memory and storage going forward. That's a big thing. Uh, it also has something to do with buffering. Now, this is a little bit more advanced, but if you're the kind of person that shoots on rapid fire, you know, that burst mode for sports or wildlife photography, you'll notice that, yes, you have your frame rate. You can only take so many photos per second for the camera, but there's another underlying effect that after you take a couple seconds of photos, the file processing and the data storage actually gets affected by how big those files are. So you may also have that to consider in terms of whether raw is right for you. The next thing is that raw files are complicated. They're actually not that viewable. They're just as viewable on the back of your camera screen, but they're not that viewable on a computer. They're not that viewable on a phone. You can't send a text message or post online with a raw photo. Each camera manufacturer has their own raw file type, so it gets pretty complicated pretty quickly. Now, fortunately, your Photoshops and Lightrooms and all those editing programs read raw files totally fine, so that's okay. But the point is, is that they don't, they're not ready to use right out of the camera. There is an intermediate step. You must put them in a Lightroom or a Photoshop or some sort of raw editing software program. So third, you've got to convert your photos. Now, whether you do editing, any editing at all, you have to convert a raw file to a JPEG. So the JPEG that you might be taking in your camera and producing and saving in your camera, that, that is, again, your, it's your final product. If you shoot in raw, no matter what you do, you're going to have to convert it to a JPEG, irrespective of any sort of editing you do. So again, it's one more step in the process, one more thing to consider on whether JPEG or raw is the best format for you to use. Then finally, because these are indeed raw, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, the photo out of the camera probably won't look as good as a JPEG. JPEGs actually add a little bit more color, a little more contrast, maybe even a little bit more sharp. So conversely, a raw file is not going to have those. It's going to be more muted, maybe less contrast, not as sharp. You, uh, you must do this yourself. Now, the reason raw is so great is that you can do this yourself. But it's one more step in the process. So if you are not the kind of person to edit, RAW does add a few complicating steps for you. Okay, so now we're at the part of the podcast where I talk about what format should you use. Uh, simply put, if you have zero aspirations of ever editing your photos, like the thought of editing physically makes you ill to your stomach, you should stick with JPEG. I will advocate that you do edit your photos. I think we're getting into an increasingly competitive world, whether you're a serious hobbyist, an amateur, a straight up beginner, a pro, or somewhere in the middle of all that. Editing is becoming a key part of our process. The good thing about having RAW is that if you do ever get to the point in your photography where you want to go back and edit older photos, let's say you don't edit much at all now, or you just do little tweaks here and there, maybe you might crop a photo, that certainly does not require RAW. But if you ever plan on getting more into photography, if the technology advances and you think, wow, gosh, it'd be nice to have a RAW photo from 5, 10, 15 years ago, 
shoot on raw to begin with. A lot of cameras nowadays actually allow you to shoot in both raw and JPEG as you're taking the photo, as you're processing and uh, saving that photo in camera. You can do both. Uh, these are the newer, slightly fancier cameras, but check your camera's manual, Google search it, say, you know, does my Canon Rebel XTI 7 or whatever number we're up to nowadays, uh, does that allow me to take both RAW and JPEGs at the same time? It'll tell you. Your camera's manual will tell you too. But the great thing is that you have that JPEG if you're adverse to doing the processing, if you're adverse to exporting it and doing all those intermediary steps, if you don't like editing, but then later on down the road, you can go back to those RAWs if you ever feel like getting more into photography, more into the editing aspect of things. So that, of course, you know, it takes a lot more memory. We think about uh, RAW being about five to 10 times as large as a JPEG. So now we're all of a sudden at 11, 12 times the file size. The thing is, is that memory is kind of cheap. Now, yes, you can get big, fancy, very complicated, very uh, luxurious memory cards nowadays. But still, we're talking about something that might be in the dozens of dollars difference between something that allows you to do both versus just one. Uh, so I think it's a prudent course to take raw, but then again, I don't want to diminish the fact that some people just have no interest. They know they're not going to ever get into it. And therefore JPEG is totally fine. We all end up putting our photos as JPEG. So don't look at JPEG as anything subpar. It, it is the file. It is the gold standard. It's just, if you do plan on editing your photos in any way, shape or form, even small little tweaks, I guarantee you, you will be happier if you shoot in raw process in raw into JPEG, you're going to notice a big, big difference. I hope this snapshot episode was helpful to you. It's a new thing that I'm thinking about doing these shorter episodes, somewhere between five and 15 minutes to answer very direct, but very important questions in the world of photography. If you have a thought, if you have an idea, if you have a question, shoot me an email. You can reach me at wildphotographerpodcast at gmail.com. That's three words, wild photographer podcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks for listening and I'm looking forward to the next one. Cheers guys.